Incredible. But I'm the perfect kind of fat. If I was losing any more weight, I'd look like an undercover cop. And we'd, we'd all be real nervous. We'd have our masks on, vax cards stapled to our forehead. We'd be nervous. So really, I stay this fat for you and your, and your comfort. So you're welcome. You're all very welcome. The cardiac arrest that's on the way is for you. And you are, you are welcome. Good. Oh, incredible. This COVID shit's crazy to me. It's bonkers. This vaccine is absolutely incredible. You can walk into any establishment in San Francisco with your vax card. No questions asked. You can come in there uh, coughing up blood and shitting dicks. No problem. As long as you have the COVID card, just bam, just come right in. Cough in my mouth. Please. I beg of thee. Spit in my nose. Thank you. Some of these places I go, I want to lick some of the nostrils I see. So caked up with cocaine, it's bananas. Sorry, it's a preview. That's a preview for you. God bless you. Just don't smoke it, you know what I mean? You'll do great. Unless you start smoking it, then all of a sudden you feel like it's normal to not have shoes on a market. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. I used to work on market. We had these big glass front doors you could see right outside on market. I'm standing up there at the front desk with uh, one of the coworkers, and there's a lady outside screaming just to the universe, talking to herself real loud, aggressive. And the coworker of mine, she's like, I feel so bad for her. Why? She's having a great time. She's a crackhead. She's doing crackhead stuff. That's what they do. They have fun. They smoke crack and they go scream at the universe. That's what they do. It's their. It's their, It's it's their hot. It's what they do best. They really enjoy it. It's they're really. It's they're great at it. I feel like when you hear one crackhead screaming out into the universe, they're just talking to another crackhead somewhere across town, telepathically. I wonder if this is this tiny tonight because you're here. Is that, did she do that? Did she do, did she do this for you? <laughs> no, I, I'm just busting your balls. I love to see this. Like, you're going to be so fucking famous and so talented if you stick with this shit, dude. Like, if you're not going for fame, just you're going to be very talented regardless. Like, you're already so funny. And God bless, dude. You guys have a great night. I'll see you guys next time I'm out here. Yay! Mark Neuer, everyone. That's the last time we're going to see him in a while. So clap it up a little louder. Mark Neuer, yay! Oh, we're not giving him, we're not giving him um, feedback. He just performed because we miss him. And he's, he's going to get in a thing. He's going to get in a truck and he's going to drive away. He's getting in a big yellow cab. He'll be back someday. Don't worry. Don't worry. He'll be back. That, Mark, that was really, really funny. Yeah, now I'm thinking about uh, licking nostrils. Okay. Uh, your next comedian is a child. No, uh, hey everybody, it's the Joke Workshop. So the way it works is that we do four minute sets at three minutes. You'll hear a horn. Bye, Mark. And then we, you have a minute left. We, have, we do four minutes of critique. There's a microphone out there. There's microphones back here. Um, I take notes, take notes, you know, and pay attention and clap your hands wildly for your first comedian of the show, Luca Branches. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm I'm really tired from Halloween yesterday. Sprinting around, you know, trying to get candy. It's tiring. Man, I hate it though. You know, I went to a Halloween party yesterday, right? 
my friend's Halloween party. And it's annoying. All the moms were telling us, they're like, you're getting too old for this. You know what I mean? Ninth grade, you can't trick-or-treat anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I hate that, man. I'm not the one who's 45 and wearing a Minnie Mouse costume. Like, I hate, it's so it's so annoying to me. I, I just hate it, right? And I feel like I can, I'm going to trick-or-treat till I'm in college. You know, I don't, I don't really care. Right? I'm old enough. I'm pretty old now. Right? I think I'm old enough to say some bad words. Right? Like some of them. And the reason I think that is because when I was younger, when I was like maybe seven, right? My sister was telling me like what age you can be to say each of the bad words. She was in eighth grade, right? She was my age, 13. And she was like, okay, hmm. For, you have to be at least in sixth grade to say the S word. You have to be seventh grade to say the H word. And you have to be at least in high school, ninth grade, to say the F word. You know, I was, I was seven, and I was like, when can you say the N word? She was like, Ugh. you know, I mean, she, was, she was 13, man. She, she was like, mm, maybe in another life. I don't, I don't really know, you know? Yeah. She was my age. She didn't really know. Yeah, but she went to the same school as me. She's now in college. She went to the same school as me. And I'm the only Indian in my entire school, right? Which means I get stereotyped for many different things, right? Like in social studies class, we, uh, in social studies class, we have to learn about many different religions. And it sucks because whenever they bring up Hinduism, everybody just looks at me. You know what I mean? I see all their white faces just, you know what I mean? It's, it's like they're looking at me like I know the entire Bhagavad Gita. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is a Catholic school. We're going, you know, just annoying, right? And I feel like, I feel like in their heads, they're singing. They're like, they're like, he's from India, the jungles of India. I'm like, no, 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 I'm from Walnut Creek. I'm from Walnut, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're saying, he's a Hindu. He only eats vegetables. I'm like, no, no, I ate a burger yesterday. You know what I, like, I, I feel like they're like, he dances with the tigers, the mighty, mighty tigers. I'm like, no, I'm trying to dance with Molly, but you know, right? Yeah, I feel like, I hate that so much, right? Like, I don't do that to white people. I don't don't stare at you for your stereotypes, right? Like, if the teacher came, if the teacher came and she's like, today, today we're going to pray because in Los Angeles, there was a school shooting. I'm not like, oh, Robbie, why do you keep doing this? You know, don't do that. I don't like it. Yeah, that annoys that annoys me. But you know what annoys me even more? Just those the anti-vaxxer kids in my class. Like, not even because they're anti-vaxxers, just because they're always super political. You know what I mean? Like, they're over political. Like, it sucks. There's this one girl in my class, right? Her name's Annie. We call her Annie, the anti-vaxxer, right? And you know, she is. She's transphobic, homophobic, Republican. Like Trump supporter, obviously, anti-masker, anti-vaxxer, just the whole package. You know what I mean? Like, it's no. Like she's just too political, man. Like she has Cheeto dust on her face and she's talking about abortion. You can't. can't I'm, I'm trying to eat lunch, not hear about dead babies. You know, hate it. Like I'm, I'm corrupted from comedy, and she's corrupted from CNN. Does that make sense? Okay, thank you, everyone. Yay! Luca Branches. Oh, you stay up there. It's um, it's comments and comments for people. Comments. So we have microphones for people. Um, 
great set always and you're constantly working on new material which is totally amazing um for the 45 year old Minnie mouse thing that's exactly the right concept but um oh that was just a riff i didn't right, even... just a riff but that it was great that but um it's a sexy fill in the blank that's what 45 year old women dresses like one year i was yeah no, no, i was thinking like devil or something you know something very yeah I was, um, one year I was sexy Dora the Explorer. Like you can be like sexy whatever okay, okay. as a 45 year old woman. And that's funny. Sexy fill in the blank. And I love that. What? Just, I have a question. What's the H word? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it hell? Because first. Yeah, it's hell. The, it's hell. But for, cause first you were like, you Sorry. could say the S word. So I assume that's shit. And then, the, and then I was like, but is hell worse than shit? No, I don't know. That's. That's always what I thought when I was young, so that's just how Okay, that's just, so it's just, I just, I was like, the H word. Yeah, I know. How could that be? But that's such a great reveal with the N word. That's very funny. Um, And maybe the only other suggestion I might have is maybe name the anti-vaxxer kid Karen. Or use it as an extra punch. I don't know. Somewhere in the middle. Other comments? Hey, Luca. Nice. Beautiful set. Perfect. Uh, I think you should probably switch the H word as the least offensive one and then work your way up. Okay, okay. That's just the way heightening works, number one. Number two, I think I just have a couple of uh, lines I want to throw at you. When they all look at you because you're Hindu um, at the school, when they bring up religion, I think maybe you can say something like, I'm a fish. Uh, what am I, a fish in an aquarium? Like the girl yeah, yeah, the everyone's. Glass, in a sense. And then also, is Ravi the god of war? Cause I'm... Oh, no, no, no. I, that's just a kid in my class. Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. There's a white kid named Ravi? Robbie, Robbie, oh, Robbie, oh, Robbie, yeah, not Robbie. Okay. I'll change the name. Is uh, you're ruining my lunchables, lady? Because of okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that would work. Yeah, Annie, like yeah. Annie. Uh, oh, use use for that microphone is instead of for. go into to bridge or two jokes you talk about being union and then you said you said in the interview you were like when can i say the n-word you say in another life okay like, yeah you can be like well in reincarnation oh, yeah. maybe when you get reincarnated you could be a black person and then you could say it yeah like that could be and then you can go into your indian stuff as kind of a bridging idea and then for the part where like they're singing to you about stuff you could almost like just for an added punchline, you can make one of them and be like, okay, well, that one's true, but still. Yeah, yeah, okay. just kind of kept doing it, and then it was like, oh, I didn't do that, but, but I think if you did like a okay. reverse one where you're like, okay, fine, that one's true, but yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that's all I had. So. <laughs> okay. Is this thing live? Uh, yeah, which, um, wait, do you have that other microphone that's out there? It's, yeah. I don't know which one it is. This one. Oh, I, I don't know which one okay, it is. It should be live. Okay, cool. So, uh, great set. Um, I think I like the idea of you going from being in social studies to becoming a social studies when everybody's yeah. looking at you. And then I also like the idea of uh, when they all look at you, you said, uh, what's up with all this shit? And you're like, of course not. Old enough to say yeah. that. And then I put a call on that. Yeah. Oh, oh, please don't worry. Uh, it was great. I just had one thing to say. Um, when you were talking about the, um, I'm not pronouncing it correctly, the God of Eden. Um, give us one thing that you know from that. Okay. You know, like an, as an example, I only know this. And yeah. And that's maybe, you know, and you can go off on that or you can just go back to the Okay. okay. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Clap your hands and a wild slappy like motion for Luca Branches. Yay! Yay.
that's how the joke workshop works. I'm gonna try to fix some of these microphones and I'm just gonna just reset these real quickly. Um, all right. Your next comedian is lovely and hilarious and clap your hands wildly for him. Keep paying attention, taking notes. It's Tim Taylor. Far, far away. I'll yank, the, I'll yank this one. Hey, that one working. Hey, thank you, Ray Khan, on mic on mic repair, Ray Khan. So I'm all I think give it up for Ray. So I'm I'm all I'm all juiced up in my uh, Chiefs uniform. I'm a sports guy. It was a great sports weekend. I was reflecting on my my athletic career. I was a horrible athlete when I was a kid, and I I, I was on the football team. But the the position I, I played, I was the designated onside punter. I never, <laughs> that's for, no, in baseball, I played cleanup, you know, and that just meant that when everybody who played left, I, I cleaned up the area, I made it look really nice. In basketball, I, I played cello, basically, I sat on the bench so often. I, I did actually, I, I did actually, there was one time where I won something, I, got, I was in a swimming competition, and I came in dead last with eight, eight other swimmers and won it, because nobody got the butterfly correct. So I came in dead last. Everybody else got disqualified. I swear that's where the guy came up with the idea for Squid Games. Someone's like, what if we killed everybody who didn't do it correctly and I made it? Oh, yeah, there you go. I mentioned I played cello. You guys heard of incels? Do you know what incels are? And what, what are incels? Right, involuntary celibates because nobody wants to have, no women want to have sex with us, men. I was an incel. I was an involuntary cellist as a child. Yeah, there you go. I played cello, which meant I was a vol cell, voluntary celibate. I was pretty successful because I was the number two cello in our symphony, primarily because there were only two of us who played. And the number one cello guy, he was an avowed, this is in Indiana, an avowed vociferous communist who never showered, had dandruff, and would puke if someone was chew chewing gum in class. And that guy got laid all the time. So <laughs> he was somehow a cellist who was hot. I, uh, uh, so, um, you know, I was in comedy like a decade ago. Actually, I was in comedy and it didn't go very well. I mean, I was doing pretty well, but I ended up, uh, drugs ended up taking over me. The uh, getting into an argument about who was going to honk the next rail of Coke was the closest I ever came to being on whose line is it anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we got really drunk one night. Everybody else passed out, and that was the only time I was on Last Comic Standing. I did it both. How about that? A little corporate, a little. Cor but I was a lost child. I still am kind of a lost child because my mind was really active, still active today. I, I actually try to meditate to help deal with that. And uh, you know, 
I started to meditate the other day. It was a 10-minute meditation. I looked to try and find if I could do it at two times speed. Like, I don't have time for 10-minute meditation. I, can be five. I got really pissed because this patience meditation didn't launch fast enough on my Calm app. I'm, like, freaking out about not being able to meditate. Thank you. Um, I was in a business meeting, and someone said, let's dot the I's and cross the T's and come up with an action plan and get us rowing all in the same direction. And I seriously wanted to blow my brains out. You guys hate those corporate things? I want to go to certain places where I know I won't hear them. Like in NASA, they're not going to say, this isn't rocket science. Oh, yeah, I said it, NASA rocket science. I want to, I want to go to a company in Iceland or Alaska where I know they will not say at the end of the day, Oh, you got to know that it's dark all day long there. That's what I'm saying. At least at a feminine care product company, you're not going to hear them say, I want to do something on the back of the napkin. And finally, at Monsanto, I'm guaranteed I will not hear anything about organic growth. Thank you very much. That's my time. Tim Taylor, everyone. It was a shotgun blast of dad jokes. Thanks, Luke. <laughs> Shotgun blast to the face uh, with a billion dad jokes, which I think are, are, are very funny um, because th that just sort of works for you. And then I find it ironic that you're like, you talk about the cocaine and all that stuff and that you're, but you do dad jokes. Uh, maybe there's, uh, first there's a spoiler alert. I haven't seen the squid game, but now I know that people die. Maybe there's a way to, um, come, since you were talking about a lot of different things, like whose line is it anyway, maybe there's a joke to call back to squid game with whose line is it anyway, like being killed. Yeah. Up for being a bad riffer or something yeah. like being afraid to be on that show because, you know, like anyways, old shows, what happens when you die or whatever is one thing. But then now in Squid Game, they actually do die. And then um, the corporate cliches were, were lovely. I thought that whole joke was really like it was super dad, you know, and okay. I'm super down with that. But there's so much there's so much metaphor and cliche happening that it's it's almost overwhelming and you get to make a choice like. You're doubling down and just keep going with it. But if you slow it and like, or if, if there's like a catchphrase isn't the right word, but if there's a, sometimes when I'm doing super, super cheesy jokes, I'll like mug afterward and be like, and like give a look or something. And then oftentimes I'll get a laugh off the look. I don't know. Uh, okay. Other comments. Use four. It's better. Hey, Tim. Love your set. Love it. Uh, a nice energy. Lots of punchline. I felt like I got uh, bukkakied by all your dad jokes and puns. Uh, brutal. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, so any, I think it was great. I think uh, I, I want to hear more about your drug use. I want to hear more about that. I want to hear a little bit more darker side of you because I think there's a lot of material that you can draw from there. And I think uh, you mentioned in passing, but I think it'll it'll ring true for a lot of audience members and for people who have had similar issues. And I think that's where a lot of the content I think may be missing. So don't be afraid to tap into that because I know it's there. Got it. And otherwise, great set. Thanks. Yeah, talk about drugs. Relatable. <laughs> Is hey. it relatable to be a, be a fucking crystal meth freak? I don't, I sure. Okay. I, I dabbled in crystal meth for about three months. I mean, not for years and years, but it's... I dabbled in crystal meth for about three months for seven years. Ah! Hey, what's up, Tim? Uh, yeah, no, I really really like your set, again, like your energy and everything. Um, I was just going to I was gonna say, like, the, the thing about, like, whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Um, like, adding Squid Game in there, like, you could end up with, like, man, I wish they had Squid Game right then. <laughs> 
it's like fucking blow all these. That's like, a good one. But uh, yeah, but I also like the last like the last riffing with like all the dad jokes and stuff. I think those were each individual one of those could be like a great like little own premise as well if you want to like just like uh, I mean they're great as dad jokes obviously, yeah. but like I think that those would be great as like their own individual like nuggets. So build out the yeah, yeah, like, if you if you want to, like, that could be its own set, right? That's great. Um, yeah, yeah, and overall, just, like, good energy. And I think, like, if you, can, if you like, lean into, like, really connecting with the audience and stuff like that, that was, like, I really like that as well. Anytime you're, like, laughing, you're, like, yeah, like getting yeah. in people's face, that was, that was dope. Cool. Thanks, All right. man. Nice, man. All right, clap your hands together, everybody, for Tim Taylor. Sorry, I have to be, like, super strict on the eight minutes today because we have, like, 22 people on the list. <laughs> and we have a hard stop at 7.55 because there's an 8 o'clock show. All right, your next comedian. He's been giving great comments already all night. Put your hands together for Ray Khan. Yes. Hi, guys. Hello. How you doing? Happy Monday. Happy to be here. And listen, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, my God, I didn't know Vin Diesel had a skinny very neat older brother huh yeah that's right i am skinny and i look like vin diesel and i'm a neat freak so not only my fan um, not only am i fast and furious but i am furiously fastidious everybody hell yeah hell yeah um listen um this is my face get a load of it nice uh, thank you uh i am what you might call ethnically ambiguous um, I look like Vin Diesel traveled the multiverse and fucked a taller, poor man's Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I look like if Vinziz and Zari had access to milk, vitamins, and one of those goddamn stretching machines from medieval times. Yeah, that's right. Uh, truth be told, I am 100% Pakistani, American, anybody, first generation? Any other Pakistanis in there? Any Pakistani coming in? No? All right, tough demographic to follow, but that's okay. Um, that's okay. It's, uh, it's okay because my in-laws who are white say that they reassure everybody that meets me. They say, don't worry, he's the good kind. He's the good kind. And, and it's all right. I understand what they're saying. What they mean by the good kind is that I'm just not a terrorist. Yeah, they're very kind. They're very kind, my in-laws. Um, uh, when I was dating my wife, you know, by the way, I'm having a 25th anniversary coming up in a couple of weeks. So give it up to me. Thank you. Gratuitous applause. Um, uh, when my wife and I were first dating, she didn't know what I was. She's always ethnically ambiguous. And uh, so she, she didn't really come out and ask me right away. She was trying to play coy. So she would, she would ask me in a way. She'd be like, so what are you thinking about dinner, Ray? What are you thinking? Are you thinking about maybe... I don't know, you want a taco? You thinking about taco maybe? Huh, how about some lumpia? You like some lumpia? Hey, how about lasagna? Lasagna, you're interested in like your people like, I mean, do you like lasagna? Okay, cool, cool, I'll fuck it. Let's just go to a luau. A luau is okay, would you be okay with that? Never gave it up to her, no way. She's like, all right, cool, you're not hungry, huh? How about a movie? You're thinking about a movie? Cool, man, you wanna see Coco? You want to see Coco? No? How about a Pacquiao fight? Want to see a Pacquiao fight? How about a fucking Pacquiao fight? Come on, Ray. How about the Godfather? You interested in the Godfather at all? Huh? Buana? Throw me a bone, man. Throw me a bone. What are you? All right. Well, anyway, she finally figured out who I was. And I was raised Muslim. Anybody else raised Muslim? No? Yes. Don't worry. I'm fine. We're good. We're good. It's been 20 years since shit happened. Um, I am not a good Muslim. Uh, I don't pray five times a day, and I do not drink. I do drink every now and then, occasionally. Um, uh, so uh, I'm like a Muslim in the way that Taco Bell is Mexican food. 
Yeah, yeah, not very, not very Muslim at all. At the end of the night, we're both, uh, for both instances, we're looking at the mirror, and we're all having an existential crisis, really, really, and a little bit of diarrhea, a little bit of diarrhea sometimes. Uh, so this is my body, everybody. Get a little of this. Thank you. I'm a tall person, and if you want to be woke about it, I'm a person of taller, right, right? He, she, uh, sorry, he, him, she, her, they, they. Is it too late to get giraffe, giraffe on with the movement? Is it too late? Please. Giraffe, giraffe. You guys, you guys everything is low. The sink's low. The, uh, the toilet's low. The shower head's low. Let's get a movement together. Let's hear it for the giraffes, huh? Hell no. It's too low. Hell no. It's too low. Oh, thank you. That's my time, Pam. Monday. Break on, everyone. Hell no. It's oh, no, too it's low. low. Um, it's a rock block of dad jokes. Yeah. That was great. Um, your personality and confidence is just like stellar um, today that all of that was just you were like owning yourself up there, which was great. I love that good, kind Pakistani thing. And I think that that can be a callback too later when you say I'm a Muslim, but I'm the good kind. Okay. So you can call back. And I would even, I'd be like, I, I'd use that good kind, like good kind. I'd actually repeat it as a question. Good, good kind? Like yeah. as in you're incredulous that you're being asked and then. And I thought that knew what the foods, what foods in the movie thing and what are you? I thought that was so funny. It's just because you just kept going and going and, and, right. and around like, this was, that was very funny. Cool. And the only thing I can think of is with, um, you're a person of taller. That's almost like tolerance, short, you know, the word, like I'm a person of tall, well, of taller, but somehow tolerance is another. Yeah. Like you yeah, could yeah. say I'm a person of taller, but not tolerance or just yeah. something just, it's just wordplay. But it. you don't have to do that, whatever. Uh, okay. Great set, okay. dude. I love Thank the, uh, I love the, kept mentioning things that uh, you might have to try and discern what, uh, what, what, what you are. I like the I like the ad on the uh, Aziz Ansari joke. Um, uh, uh, they call the stretching machine. I don't, I don't know whether you're trying to refer to like a medieval one or mm -hmm. like a good one. At, like so they're called racks. Um, <laughs> uh, um, and then uh, I really like the I, I, I really like the uh, the too low thing you did at the very end with the okay. chance thing. And I, I like it and like turn it around into something a little bit more. But it was awesome, dude. You look great. Thanks, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I also really liked your energy today. Um, I think. When you were talking about like bringing up like what movies you want to watch, or whatever the Fast and Furious callback is just like waiting oh, right there. Right. Um, uh -huh. I don't, I don't know sure. if that might feel too sure. forced for you or whatever, um, but you know you're spending like your first opening bid is all about Vin Diesel and stuff, and so sure. it's it's just waiting right there. You got it. Yeah, it's a softball. Awesome set. It was always super funny, um, and I think my only this might be going too far. Um, I might have to leave, but uh, with your like uh, the good kind, like I'm not a terrorist joke. Yeah. You could say, but like I am fighting for a political cause. Kind of like surprise us and connect it oh, with your okay. like fighting, nice. you know, for like the um, uh, like you know taller shower heads for and sure. stuff at the for end. Sure. Yeah. Awesome, cool, thank you. Um, that was great. I love the this is my face, this is my body stuff. That's mm -hmm. so funny. Um, nice. I'm curious how you feel about being ethnically ambiguous. I didn't really get a sense for that. And I feel like the emotion, it's an interesting perspective and I want to hear 
more about like what jokes can come from your emotions about that. Right. Okay. Um, Cause All I right. think there's a lot of room to play there. And then like the struggle with things being too low. I want to hear more about what the struggle is. Cause that feels really ripe for like act outs and great visual jokes. For sure. Yep. 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 If I had the time, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and it's dangerous in the shower. If the shower's slippery and you're like trying to get underneath, oh, yeah. like it's just precarious. I barely made it today, Pam. Yeah, it's like a it's like a giraffe on roller skates. <laughs> yeah, um, good stuff. I like on the first part. I think you could like condense it all down like really quickly. Just say, I'm a- ambiguous. I look like if uh, Vin Diesel fuck Vin Diesel, and just yeah. really get just <laughs> combine all your thoughts together. Get skinny in there too, maybe. Right, right. And when you say uh, I'm one of the good kinds, you might throw in like. We have a low bar now or really settling. Like we used to have high standards and we no longer do. Just like not doing mass murder is like that's good enough these days. Sweet. Awesome. Thanks. Clap your hands together, Thank everybody. You. Hooray. Hooray gone. Yay. That's how the joke workshop works. All right. Your next comedian. Keep doing what you're doing, taking notes and being awesome and paying attention. It's Dylan Yun. Yay. Thank you. I I had a I had a pretty good Halloween weekend. Well, no, it was actually it was all right. It was all right. I went to a Halloween party last night. Um, it reminded me a lot of Comic Con. It's a really long line, sweaty costumes, no girls. Yeah, the ratio was like worse than the Smurf Village, because Smurfette was actually a freshman in a wig. So. Yeah, I mean, it was actually, like, the only party that got better when the cops showed up. I mean, because they're just wearing costumes anyway, so, you know. But, uh, yeah, the Stanford party scene's pretty bad. The dating scene's even worse, though. Like, it's so bad that, like, these nerds made this computer program to match students up with each other. I'm, I'm not making this up. It's called the Stanford Marriage Pact. And so they email you this long survey, hundreds of questions, and then they take your answers, put them into some advanced linear algebra mathematics, and tell you who you're most likely to give HPV. So I took the survey. It took me a couple hours, actually. They ask all kinds of questions. It's very thorough. It's like, what's your orientation? Um, what's your personality like? Do you have any food allergies? And so they give you back a compatibility score with your, other, with your match. So I got... Mine sent to me 98% match. That's too much. That's too compatible. I was worried we were going to be related or something. Uh, that's, too, that's too much. So they send you the compatibility score and just the name of the person so you can stalk them on Instagram. So I pulled up her Instagram. Her name's Sarah. And I saw the pictures and I was like, thank God she's hot. I mean, we're 98% compatible. I don't know why I'm so surprised. Of course she's going to be hot. I mean, look at me, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, so she, uh, she's an English major. She's on the rugby team. And so I got lunch with her. I, I don't really think it's going to work out because I'm not really into English, and she's not really into men. <laughs> I mean, if that's something we have in common, you know, we're compatible in that way. But uh, I should have guessed from her Instagram being an English major and on the rugby team. So uh should have had that one coming. Should have had that one coming. Yeah, let's see. I, uh, I'm, I'm Asian. I don't think I'm a really good Asian. I don't think I represent well. Um, I'm only half Asian. And I don't know my right-of-way rules. 
when I'm driving on the street and I come up to a four-way stop and another car's coming, I just wave them across. People think I'm nice, but I'm just I'm just scared. I can't afford that insurance premium, you know. I know a lot about a lot of things, but driving is not one of them. If I was on like if I was on like who wants to be a millionaire, I would make it all the way through. And if they asked me like, "Okay, Dylan, your final question for a million dollars, if two cars are approaching a four-way intersection and one's turning left, who has the right of way?" I'd be like, oh, "Can I phone a friend?" And they'd be like, "Would you like to call your Asian father or your mother, who is a woman?" Ah, and then I'd probably just ask the audience, yeah, do you guys think you're above average drivers? Most, most of you think so? Okay, that's statistically improbable. <laughs> Only 50% can be above average, and I think more than 50% of you said that. So when I asked the audience, they'd probably be exactly split because only half of them know what they're talking about. But anyway, that's my time. Thanks so much. Dylan Yoon, everyone. All right. Um, I really, I, I enjoyed your, the idea of the cops, um, being there and making it more fun. Maybe there's, I know that Halloween's over, so this might not be helpful at all, but yeah, that, uh, yeah. right. But a drunk act, uh, but I guess you could use it as a thing, like as a drunk act out though. Like, are you dressed as a sexy cop? And it's like <laughs> yeah. a real cop or something. What are you? A sexy cop. Um, I liked that whole rugby team thing. And only thing I can say as a, as a hint is, um, pick a gay lady writer and do a line like, I should have known, you know, she when she really loved Gertrude Stein. Oh, and, like in her bio or whatever. Right. Was like, okay. I but see. That just as, right, that she, her, yeah, her, we, we matched and it was strange, you know, but the, it, you can just throw. That's a true story, by the way. Oh, really? I did get matched with a lesbian, yeah. Wow. Did yeah. they, wow. Exactly. But you could I, be, I mean, you're, you would be a very pretty girl. Like if you were, a, yeah. if you were, like you're, if glasses. you were dykey, you would be. I mean, you're very. You're no, you're very pretty. I, I mean, I've I mean got the hair for it already. Stuff, yeah, but I've got the face shape too. You do, you do. You're very pretty. Yeah. Um, no, he is. Uh, okay. Uh, no, other comments. I also think you're very pretty. Thank um, you. I think the line where um, you uh, you turn at the end with the HPV line is really funny. Okay. You, you take us down its down its path and you just whip it around. That's uh -huh. really that's really nice. And I also think there's somewhere where you can play with the percentages of that lesbian being um, uh, being a match with you. She's 98 percent compatible with you, but. Two percent is in the chicks, or something. Something with that percentage. You can, I see. Yeah, you can, yeah. You can figure something out. I'm not smart mm -hmm. to do that. Uh, but otherwise, great set. <laughs> yeah, uh, good stuff. Um, yeah, more stuff on playing with percentages. You might say like, I have to deal with a hundred percent of me all the time. Like, I don't I need see. more uh -huh. of that. Mm -hmm. And maybe after you reveal that she's a lesbian, say like, why couldn't the two percent be that she's not into like pick some yeah. trivial thing you're into right. that wouldn't matter? Because like, why couldn't that be the two that, percent? That's a big that... two percent. That's like a weird two percent to yeah. miss. Yeah. So the, yeah, lean into the, to those two things. Well, yeah, and something's good. wrong with that algorithm. I mean, how did it? Exactly. That's right? why I was so There's... confused because they're asking about like your orientation and stuff, and I'm right. assuming to you know get people that match. How did you slip through the algorithm? I don't I... know. I don't know. Um, I don't. Uh, maybe I missed it, but you, so you do the joke where you're like, you're like, it's an algorithm that tells you who you're most likely to give HPV, mm -hmm. and then I, and then 
I think I did. Was there a point where you were like, "No, I'm kidding. Like, it's it's for com- compatibility with a with your with a partner." Did you say that? No, I I didn't. I don't I know didn't. if it, was, it probably just it seems like it's just me, but for me, I was just like, "You're a little tripped up." I was like, "Wait, wait. So what is it for? I don't know. I'm just okay. stupid. I don't know." But that okay. that's that was my catch. Um, I had something else. I don't I don't know. It, it, the uh, it, it's a little long too, and I think yeah, I feel like I could. Trim I, I was off getting a lot lost a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, but the punchline's really good. Like ninety eight percent compatibility, and the fact that she's a lesbian is very funny. Yeah, but you can find a way to condense it. Condense. Sorry, can you give me an idea. What if the person running the algorithm is like super conservative and is like a pray the gay away person? Oh, that's oh. It's like that's what's wrong with the algorithm. I see. I see. Okay. All right. That's a good thought. Thank you. Pray the gay away. All right. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Dylan Young. Yay! Oh. All right, your next community. It's Dorian Trung, actually. Is oh, next. Is Dorian? Okay. Dorian Trung is number seven. He's not here. Uh, then we'll move on. Sarah, she's she's here. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for number six. Sarah Guth, yay! You guys look a bit disappointed. I know. Um, I am a white woman, and we are the worst. Uh, lots of white women these days trying to be social media influencers. I'm like, guys, want to make a real positive social influence? Let's all do the world a favor and uh, go jump off a bridge. For the gram, obviously. Um, we could snap a group selfie beforehand. Hashtag one big leap forward for women. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Anyone else just tired? You look tired. Yeah, yeah. Life is exhausting. Um, like, I don't really want to kill myself, but uh, some days I wouldn't be upset if someone else did it for me, you know? Like, maybe on my way home tonight, um, one of those self-driving Teslas takes me out, you know? Escape my PhD without the shame of quitting, generate some bad press for Elon, because fuck that guy, be it win-win. We all, we all agree that Elon is just human garbage, right? Okay, cool. Um, you know, people said it was too expensive to send our trash to space instead of dumping in a landfill. Um, but turns out it works when the trash pays for their own trip. Um, SF bros hate that joke. They're like, Elon's an innovator. Like, he's solving modern problems. Like, are you sure he's not just creating modern problems? Like, I don't think, um, I don't think Tesla makes up for the carbon emissions from his uh, space and crypto fetishes. That's like if, uh, like Tesla's like if Jeffrey Epstein um, had like, still still like raped young girls, but then paid for their therapy, all right? Like that wouldn't change the fact that uh, he, still, he was still just like a vile sack of shit that should be burning in hell. Um, also like, I think anybody can come up with a solution to a problem. Uh, doesn't mean it's a good one. Like here's an innovation for you. What if we started building public elementary schools on highway median strips? Seriously, like we'd get people to drive slower without having to pay the cops, because fuck the cops, um, and we'd save money on cheap real estate so we'd have more funding for public education. We might lose a few kids, but uh, then we'd save even more money. Okay, yeah. Uh, You know, someone told me I should be honest on stage, just be more myself. I'm not sure that was a good idea. Uh, you know, it's funny, like, the only people who tell me to be myself are uh, people who don't know me. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Um, still have a bit of time. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I get, I get really nervous uh, sp- 
I get really weird when I'm nervous. Yeah, I uh, I hate public speaking almost as much as men love giving unsolicited advice. Um, only women laugh. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. Uh, <laughs> fun fact. Uh, that tip to imagine the audience naked. You've heard that one. Yeah. Okay. Winston Churchill came up with that one. Yeah. Turns out the secret to an inspiring wartime speech is being a creep. <laughs> so, uh, politicians really haven't changed much. Um, I feel like the only real difference is like in today's digital world, they've lost their sense of imagination. Like maybe Winston could simply look at an audience like yourselves and uh, imagine what was under your clothes. Uh, but based on the number of Me Too scandals in politics today, uh, it really seems like politicians today need to see it first, you know? Uh, but don't worry, picturing the audience naked, really not my thing. Um, I much prefer to picture my audience dead. Uh, just kidding, I mean, I'm an artist, so I'm much more into the process, not the outcome. Um, I mean, you gotta admit, like, murder is a much better strategy than continuing to try to make you all laugh. Like, it's a good strategy, right? Like, these days, all you gotta do is kill, like, more than two people and you're guaranteed to make it onto a Netflix show. Um, okay, that's all I got for now. Sarah <laughs> Guth, everyone! Yay! I don't know what happened to my music there. Serial killer at the end there. That was exciting. Um... Can you, at the, at, when you get into that serial killer stuff at the end, is there a way that you can tie that back into your PhD somehow? That's a good Just one. to come full circle? Because you were talking yep. about wanting to kill yourself, but then you ended up with killing other people. Killed so other I think bats. that there might yeah. be a, there's a circular thing happening. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed all of that. Um, I like the way you use words, um, the vile trash thing. There was a really great line. You have a lot of like words that sound pretty together. Uh, I don't, why is Elon trash you never like tell us you tell us why epstein's trash and we get that but yeah. i'm like why do you hate him so much you I, get to the cryptocurrency later and the, and the carbon yeah. offset footprint but i was like i just wanted to know i just wanted to be illuminated as to why why you're picking a fight with this particular dog uh and i like the idea of these long thin buildings uh i would want you to describe them a little bit more the median buildings like that they're super skinny and that like about like only certain size kids can be in them or maybe i should describe i mean i'm picturing like a grassy median strip uh -huh. but i should describe like a bigger yeah okay yeah because if it was sense. a if it was a median strip that was grass so that's like three feet so they would be these weird long classrooms where all right. the kids would be like in a line this it. can you always know, like the big ones that are like you know yeah the east coast median strips are a lot oh. bigger so i'm realizing that doesn't make a lot of sense out here yeah but that's that, that's good the skinny building i haven't even thought about that that's a good idea Sorry. uh so other yeah. comments um Good stuff on on the first part. You say you want to kill yourself. Well, you want someone else to do it. You might throw yeah. in like like uh, where's Task Rabbit when you need it, or like uh, throw uh, throw in some app yeah. kind of thing. And second, when you say like I don't want to be more honest on stage, you could extrapolate that to all comics. Like comics should be more themselves. Have you ever met a oh, comic? Yeah, yeah. And then that could get good. a broader That's laugh really out of it. Yeah. It was great. I loved the stuff in the beginning about the uh, kill yourself and being tired. I feel like that myself a lot. Um, when you're, uh, ex oh, um, you might say have a few examples of we might lose a few kids, uh -huh. like specifically when, when you would lose a few kids. I thought <laughs> yeah, that was a great yeah, line. Yeah. And the Netflix thing, uh, I like what Pam said, but I also was thinking, um, you want to have a Netflix special. 
and tie that in at the okay. end. Yeah. Thank you. That'd be funny as a comedian if you became a serial killer because you wanted the Netflix yeah, special. Yeah. Well, I, like, I, I wasn't going to yeah. get the Comedy Central special, so it just killed a couple people so that I could get my Netflix special. Yeah, I'm going to a competition after this, and I was going to say something like, yeah, if you guys don't pick me, I'm going to have to kill you. But it's like, that's the only way. Something it's like that. It's the only way you're going to get your Netflix special. Yeah, something like that. Something so, yeah. Um, I love that. I thought that was really cool. I think one of the things I wanted you to get into with Elon is like, I feel like he hides behind smoking weed and grinds oh, and giving his kid a dumbass like name with, yeah. so like the fact that that fools people is yeah. really interesting and I, i'm just curious if you want to talk more about that mm-hmm. um when you were talking about the murdering thing and how it's easier than comedy i feel like there's something with no matter what you can say you're set killed <laughs> uh, yeah that's good yeah Hi there. Uh, your opening was great fantastic uh you're clearly very smart uh the um the uh, the content is so high concept, you know. There's a, a fair amount of yeah. explaining to do because you're smart. Clearly, obviously, um, it. it um, I think there may be a need for just a little bit of yeah. more pause between. Okay. So I can yeah. just digest what you said because I'm like, because yeah. I'm not very smart. So I'm like, oh my uh, god. I'm like, what did she say? And so I'm trying to digest. Yeah. And it takes me about four or five more seconds to get the concept, and then I think your punchlines will be more effective. Thanks. Should I just, cut the Elon stuff just quickly before I mess? No, no, it's good stuff. Like it. It's, it's all good. Okay. It's all good. I think just to the, just, just seems to be a little bit of a gap okay, between, cool. just so I can swallow and, and digest. If you're when you're on stage and you're and you're going through it, uh, instead of saying uh, try to uh, omit that and just let that be silence, and it'll slow you down okay. enough where people yeah. can digest it. Yeah. If you just take out the us, because you're really well memorized, you know your stuff. The, it's the the small crowd very close is intimidating. I will yeah. say that. Okay. Yeah. Where are you? Where are you performing later? I uh, Lily Max in Sunnyvale. Oh, right on. It's, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Have a great set. Thanks. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Sarah Guth. Yay! Yay! Um, apologies. Um, I when I'm blind and I was looking at it and I thought it said Dorian Trung, but it didn't. It's uh, he's new to the room. Everybody, put your hands together for Darren Busey. Hey, everybody. So uh, I've uh, lived in the Bay Area since I was three years old, uh, except for one year when I was a volunteer in Mexico in 1998. And our first, uh, our first daughter was actually born down there. And um, as like any new parent does, you collect a bunch of stuff. You've got cribs, you've got clothes, you've got toys, all of that. So the year in Mexico ends and it's time to go home. I don't want to deal with customs. So we, I rented a van, we put all our stuff into it. I'm going to drive it over to Texas and ship it home from there. Now this is not a minivan. This is a 10 die in church retreat accident van. It's enormous. So I get up to the uh, border, and at this point I should fill you in on two details about the agency that hired me down there. Um, I was a volunteer, but on my last day, they gave me an honorarium as a surprise. That was $1,000 all in 20s, and that was very nice of them. They also told me on my first day that because they were just a volunteer outfit, I only needed a tourist visa. And that was not nice of them. Because I got to that border, the guard, and he looked at my tourist visa, and he looked at the Price is Right showcase in the back of my van, and he called bullshit. They held on to my passport for several hours until the cashier closed, and then they fined me $750, exactly. 
You want to know how bad that country kicked my ass? I had to go back next the next day to get changed from the bribe I paid. So, uh, po modern politics is starting to put a little pressure on popular culture. So Hamilton has gotten into trouble for not being anti-slavery enough. And, you know, the Simpsons have had trouble for years with their Apu character. I mean, that's all fine. I get it. But uh, we shouldn't take this too far. Because if we update Charles Schultz and the uh, Peanuts comic strip like that, Charlie Brown will definitely be an incel. Just a matter of time before they find Lucy in a trunk with a football shoved up her ass. And it's goddamn cops in that town. As soon as they found that football, they immediately suspected Franklin. That's some bullshit, man, right? Why don't those guys spend a little less time profiling the only normal kid in that entire town and more time trying to shut down Pigpen's meth lab? That's what I got here. Okay, so I was checking out the um, lineup for Outside Lands this past weekend, and it is clear the music world has passed me by. I have barely recognized any of the names. In fact, uh, a lot of the musicians that I followed in college are starting to die off. We have, you know, David Bowie and uh, Eddie Money died from cancer. Rick Ocasek died from a heart condition. I mean, it really makes you think. How dare these bastards die of natural causes and make me feel old? At least Tom Petty and Prince had the common decency to die of drug overdoses, because that's rock and roll, goddammit. They died as they lived. Other celebrities can't do that. Kanye wants to die as he lived. He's got to find some poor bastard on a ledge, tell him, I'm going to let you finish, and then jump off the building first. Uh, Cardi B and Megan T. Stallion are going to die in a tragic mop accident. Clean up an aisle four. At least Snoop Dogg will save us some money. We don't have to buy him a coffin. We just roll him up in a blanket and blaze him up one last time. Then we have Justin Bieber. Well, you can't exactly, I don't know exactly how you kill yourself with a douchebag, but Bieb simply run out of options. All right, that's my time. Darren Boosing, everyone. Or Bussing, I'm not sure. Busing. Busing, it is Busing. I was right the first time. Yay. Um, yeah, uh, so you started with a story. That's just, it's so hard to start with a story if you don't have a punchline in like the first line of it. Yeah. Um, but what was illuminating at uh, 30, 38 seconds in is where you sort of had the first punch, which was about the church. Your van is, looks like a church retreat. And that was illuminating to me because I was like, oh, is this like a Christian thing? So that could provide you with, um, a pretty, a, an early punchline is if you make fun of religion, people like it when you make fun of religion. Um, and then I was like, oh, what kind of weird church stuff was he doing down there? And then I was thinking about that during the rest of your story, but that's my problem. Um, <laughs> and so the penis reference, there was a movie that was recent, recently, like 2014, they, they did the Charlie Brown movie, they did the Peanuts, they did it in 3D, which was dumb because it was a 2D cartoon and they did it in 3D yeah. and it was still flat. Um, but Peanuts is a, is, a, is a pretty old reference, but maybe it's, if you set it up and acknowledge that it's a super old reference, because then when you get into all this like Cardi B stuff, it's like, oh, so is he hip? Or like he's like, well, you said like Lizzo or something, or I don't know, you said things that I was like, hold on, fuck, he knows, he knows what's hip. <laughs> um, so maybe if you like comment on that Peanuts one about it being such a, like that you're Just old. Just into it being old, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. But uh, good stuff, you're right, you're writing, oh, that's great. Sarah. 
So uh, with regard to the Peanuts one uh, in particular, like I also haven't like read or watched Peanuts since I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, but I like wanted to get on board. I wanted to. And when you give a, a thesis statement like Charlie Brown would be an incel, I feel like you need to give your supporting argument to sort of prove to us why you believe that. Because if you don't, it sort of hinges on us just knowing what you're talking about okay. and being able to dig that up. And you want the whole audience to be able to get on board whether they get the reference or not. All right, right okay. So. But Pigpen having a meth lab is, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It does. Any other comments? A, a man ahead of his time. <laughs> right. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Darren Busing. Yay! All right. Uh, we have two comedians left with comments, and then it's just four minutes. And clap your hands. You guys are doing great, too. Keep hanging in there, taking notes. Helping everybody out and being like kind to each other. That's wonderful. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's a Jay. All right. How y'all doing tonight? You can speak. It's okay. I'll be gentle. Uh, uh, yeah. Has anyone, like, anyone read the news on a daily, daily basis? Not no 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 not anymore. Uh, I read an article recently about uh, about Amazon that said like they're using like private data to get ahead of their competitors in like search results. Competitors is a little bit optimistic, right? That's that's a, that's a little bit much, right? Right? I mean, America had competitors at one point, right? Like anybody remember the Native Americans? <laughs> I, I I mean that was a nail biter, yeah. I don't know how that was gonna go down, but uh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, it was, like, the Native Americans never thought, like, oh, yeah, we, we're in this. Like, it wasn't the trail of, like, yo, we'll get them in the next half, or, like, the trail of keep your chin up. It was a trail of tears, right? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Uh, you guys think the Native Americans, like, like kicking themselves in the side when they saw, like, India get independence? Like, they saw Gandhi get in- independence for India? They're, like, I just imagine, like, a tribal elder, like, standing, like, next to a radio and, like, starving? Fucking starving? Not eating? That's all he did? That's all he did? What the fuck? How did that work? They're like, and then I just said somebody else in the tribe, like, no, it was just one dude. It's like, just one dude? The fuck? He's like, yeah, just just Gandhi. Everybody else was just mulling around, you know, just like writing papers and make, making delicious Indian food and be like, damn, Gandhi, that's that's a that looks terrible for you, bro. Stop doing that. But, uh, <laughs> no, I just. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I guess I guess nobody really gives a shit if like if you go on a hunger strike, all you're giving up is acorn mash and corn. Not to diss the Native Americans, I love Native Americans, but um, but yeah, uh, this is kind of like a pivot, but it's like it's on some liberal shit. But like, I I live in Oakland. I live in a pretty liberal part of Oakland, which is nice. It's like it's cool. Like I'm vaccinated. Everybody else in my neighborhood's vaccinated. It's pretty like I feel safe. Um, but then like recently, something weird started happening. Like. People just start getting vaccinated all over the place, like everywhere. Like, like two two guys were crossing the street one day, and they got vaccinated, just like that. And then they turned around and vaccinated two people across the street. I was like, what the fuck? And then they vaccinated my car. Yeah, okay, okay. The jokes. My car got shot, and it fucking sucked. They didn't give me. They, they didn't give me a sticker or anything. So they got they got vaccinated again. Um, I do live in Oakland, and like uh, Sarah was talking about, like a uh, serial killer. So this got me thinking, but like. Uh, I live with three other women, and some stereotype, t- stereotypes are true. Like, they all listen to true crime podcasts, and, like, I have no idea why. It's like, women are getting completely bodied in these podcasts, but they just, they're so obsessed with them. And then I realize it's, like, 
these aren't these aren't just podcasts they're like training guides for women to be better serial killers really like you just look at the ads like better help i've been out murdering like i'm spending time away from my family help me out like i, I need to deal with these problems all right i'm gonna move on for that shit fuck that uh i got another juicy bit uh um i, I the thing is i was talking to talking about um asian hate with a korean friend of mine and like we were talking going back and forth and then i finally realized that like Asian people are really left out for like a lot of the debates, like especially East Asian people. Um, and I just feel like it's a really, really tough thing. Cause if I'm talking about like a party or like somewhere I was, I like, I'll be like, oh yeah, my white friends were there. My black friends were there. My brown friends are there. And then my Asian friends are there. So it's like, like it feels bad that they don't, they don't get a color. So I'm like, yo, why don't you guys just like co-opt yellow? Why don't you just like grab yellow and like grab that shit by the back? And like, yo, we're yellow people. He's like, yeah, there's a negative connotation with that. It's like, it's, it's cowardly that that's where it came from. And I'm like, but dude, like, like, I mean, brown is a color of shit. Like, I mean, I was okay. Like, I mean, eventually we were like, yo, brown is also a color of milk chocolate. That's, that's delicious. That's, that's great. And I mean, like yellow is the color of pee. It's, it's cowardly, but it's also like the color of lilies, you know, and color of the sun. I love the sun. Come on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, yellow is beautiful. That's, that's all. That's the takeaway from that. But, uh, I'm also like my my roommates are into astrology and they I'm a Leo so they're like oh you're ruled by the sun you're ruled by the sun I'm like bitch who isn't we're all human okay like what do you get up at fucking nine in the morning like nine in the evening like yeah I gotta get get on with my day like oh the moon is out thank God like come on man everybody's ruled by the fucking sun Jesus Christ but um I have this final bit I probably don't have no time for it but it's about a horny uh, horny seeing high dogs um. Do you guys think that uh, that seeing eye dogs get bored? Like, I feel like like if you're just sitting around, like you're just kind of not doing much. Like, blind people, like you get to chill a little bit longer, and, like take your time. But dog gets bored, right? And dogs get horny, right? They like humping legs and stuff. So like, how what was like the first blind dude to be like, man, I gotta take this dog back to the fucking shelter, man. This dog has a problem because like, you deal with a horny dog, it's long. Like you, you're spending a lot of money on like laundry and shit. You gotta, like this dog is making a mess. But how do you even go back to the shelter? You're like, yo, take this dog back. They're like, sir, what's wrong? Is, is the dog causing you? Just take the dog back. Is it, a, is it aggressive? Is the dog aggressive? He's like, yeah, you could call it that. I mean, I've been, it's aggressive fucking. Yeah, okay, I'll worry on that shit. But <laughs> I think it's a fun purpose. All right, thank you. Ajay, everyone. Yeah, you ran the light by a full minute and oh, a half. Oh, my bad. Oh, my God. Well, no, I just, but I just want you to know. I, it's fine. That's what we're here All for right. is sorry, to learn. Sorry, but sorry like. When you, I mean, and that's why I honk the horn because everybody can hear it. And if you listen back, you'll be able to hear like, and just, but just always feel that minute. And because you don't want, like, you can, you can fucking run the clock here. Who fucking cares? But if you got to learn that, because if you're somewhere else and you're running the light, people get, people get pissy about it. Um, I love that whole Indian, Indian thing. Um, I just say the word Indian more mm. with the name. And you said Native American later, but just make it really clear because it is really a funny concept that the, Indian Indians are the yeah. It, it, the, anyways, um, and um, I've heard that shot up car vaxxed one. I've heard that work, and I don't know why it didn't work today. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what was different. I, I, I kind of shortened it a bunch. Okay, it's, 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 yeah, but it worked. I've I've heard that before from you, and I've laughed really hard. And today I was like, yeah, yeah. it just the setup was weird. I was blind. Let's just go. And the and then with the true crime thing, I would. I would make up a silly reason, like something that's completely ridiculous. Like, what? Why do they? Why do they like the true crime so much? You know, because because they're constantly bleeding or some kind of like, I don't know. I might I, kill that one just because it's 
long. You might kill that one. Just <laughs> I don't know. I don't, That's yeah. right. I don't know. Uh, comments from Ian. Um, I like the addition you had to the Native American stuff, where they were like they were like finding about Gandhi in India. Uh, but something the Native American like elder could be say, he could say something like. He's like, all he did was just not eat. It's like, we've been fucking starving out here for like 200 years yeah, 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 and yeah. we get jack shit. That's what okay, I think yeah. that could be good. And then, uh, yeah, like I, uh, same thing with Pam with the shot joke. I, I want it to work. I think the problem is, it's like, it's, it, it's so late in the joke before people realize that mm. you're insinuating guns. So if there's some way, I don't, I don't have a solution, but if there's some way to earlier be like, compare, be like, like obviously don't make like it obvious. It like, like I usually go like, like oh I got shot my roommates got shot and then the neighbors got shot and then like just keep on like piling uh -huh. on that. Yeah I I don't I don't know this I don't know but like I, I just like established earlier that that's the comparison but obviously don't make it obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um that was yeah that's my only note for that one. Clap your hands together everybody for uh, a J. The last comedian with comments, and then it just turns into an open mic. Put your hands together. The very funny Ian Langlands. Yay! Thank you. How are we today? Cool. Great. Thanks. Thanks for that one, guys. Uh, as you can see, I'm a very young man. I'm very young. How old do you guys think I am? 12? Yeah, a good one. 13? I'm 22. I'm 22, and uh, I like being young. Being young is fun. Jealous? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so rude. Uh, I like to be young, but I, 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 I could feel myself like having these moments where I'm like encroaching into my next stage of adulthood, and I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I like to be like this. I like to fuck around and be stupid. But there's small stuff that happens to me where I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Like I got mail the other day and I got excited. <laughs> I was like, yes, mail. I don't want to do that. That's not fun. But there's nothing fun about being, that's too close to being a 30 year old. That's some 30 year old shit. And I don't want to be 30 because that's really scary to me. So being excited for mail is like one step closer to like drinking wine on a weekend. And that's my highlight, you know? I think it's a slippery slope because I like to be 22. I like it. On 420 this year, I opened a Roth IRA. Can you believe that shit? What kind of 22-year-old spends 420 opening a Roth IRA? I should have been mainlining THC in Golden Gate Park, and I'm freaking, oh, I'm opening a Fidelity Investments account. <laughs> That's not okay. I don't want to do that. I do want to do that. I did it at 420, too. I did it at 420. I didn't even, I was doing it, and I just checked the clock, and it was 445, and I just went, huh, I just shrugged it off. Didn't even care. That's not cool. That is not cool. Two years ago, I was Calvin Kleining, and now this is where I am. Do you know what that is, Calvin Kleining? Anybody got a guess? It's fun. Wearing just my underwear? No, it's when you do coke and ketamine. I was doing that. That's living in your 20s, okay? That's living it up, all right? Not fucking fidelity investments. Good Lord. Because I like, I don't know, it's, being young's fun. But then it, it, also the opposite is true. Like... I'll do stuff where it's like, okay, and you got to grow up a little bit here. Like, I still go to the same dentist I went to when I was, like, three years old. I go to the same dentist. And every time they ask me, they go, oh, you're still here? <laughs> I'm, t I'm, t I'm, like, sitting in this seat, and, like, there's a baby crying in the seat next to me, and I'm just like, fucking get over it, you know? That's kind of one of those third-person moments where you're like, oh, you know what? I think I'm in the wrong on this one. When I look up and see a painted photo of a zebra and roller skates, I think I'm in the wrong place. 
I think I'm in the wrong place. Uh, that's actually all I want to do today. I'm going to give my time back. Thank you. Yay, Ian Langlands. Your confidence is wonderful and your cadence. I feel like you've found your voice and you could say and your energy is great. You're given all these really awesome facial expressions. Like you're just uh, you seem you're just like a pro up there. You just seem but like was a, it funny. I mean, I think that anything you say is funny when you have all of that energy behind it. Like it doesn't like I was following you the whole time, like going like, yeah, this this is yeah. the here's the comedy. Yeah. yeah I mean yeah. Okay. I'm down. Yeah, man. Great great set, man. Uh, the 30, like the 22 year old and like looking at a 30 year old, I would just like maybe like play into like, oh, y'all like y'all are in pain and like, or like give some example, like, like why you don't want to be too close to 30. Okay. Like right there. And then like, but yeah, like otherwise great set, man. Okay. Thank you. Sorry, that took forever. Yeah. Awesome set, man. Uh, I agree. Um, being over 30, I, I was like, oh, this stings a little bit. Yeah, so if you can just kind of lean into that more, because you, you have this great ability between like uh, sort of tenderness and vulnerability slash like being kind of assholey, and uh -huh. it's great. And it totally <laughs> That's exactly what I want. Like it totally works for you because okay. like I think I told you the other night, right? Like like some some shit you say, I couldn't have said at twenty two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So just sort of like it might be a pause here or there because okay. like people want to hear you like in, insult about how great it is to be young. You know uh -huh. I mean? So yeah, so just lean in. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, because I want to because I want to be like the asshole kid who's like, fuck being 30, but then I also want to establish that like I'm clearly, sure. I don't know what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> I love that Roth IRA bit too. I think that's really funny. Yeah, there's some <laughs> yeah the ketamine stuff, that's great. It was great, Ian. Thank you. Um, I was thinking that uh, when you were saying you're excited about mail, like what specific mail okay. are you looking for or what gets you excited? Okay. And also the whole age thing, you could do a whole seven minutes on that. Yeah. It was yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Calvin Klein, Calvin <laughs> Klein thing was hysterical. And the, um, the tie-in at the end with the dentist, uh -huh. the age thing. Yeah. Um, because now you have to go to an, a grown-up dentist. And right. what's that like? Okay. And how you feel about that and oh, how okay. that's going to make you feel like a little kid again going maybe if you're scared or because well, they give you nitrous. You yeah. Like, when you're an adult, oh, you can get nitrous. Okay. You can oh, get, okay. yeah. Actually, get nitrous as an adult. That's the only good thing about going to the adult dentist is drugs are better. All right. Uh, good stuff. I think on this front end, you could move the, the, the Roth IRA stuff closer in time to where you're talking about, oh, this is my next phase. Like there's like 20 seconds in between your meandering. If you could put those things like okay. right next to each other, it's more of a setup punch thing um, would help. Okay. I think also do a little research. Maybe if you can actually find a stock whose symbol is THC or something fucking okay. funny like that, you could throw that in as a tag. Okay. Like that's how you oh. get back to your rebellious side is that's what I invested in. Sure. Yeah. T you could make one up, but yeah, yeah THC. Hey, everybody. Put your, oh, did you want to give comments? You come back to the microphone. Uh, uh, it could, it might. Someone didn't made it not work earlier, and somebody there was a problem. There's that one right there. Go to the back. Hey, okay. Hey. I um, I feel like. I feel like to add on to the whole idea of like, oh, now I started investing in my future, you can like talk about how you need like a diverse, you're, you're like, you know, there's stocks and then there are also bonds and you need like to diversify and mm -hmm. all of that like nerdy shit. Okay. And you could say that in a meandering way that makes it sound like you're actually like prepping for your future. Cause I feel like 
anyone could be like, oh, I invested in a 401k, but like, what does that really mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think a Roth IRA, you can, it's, it's tax deferred until you. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Um, I thought your, uh, I, I thought you had, you definitely had funny stuff in there, like funny stuff like um the the dentist in the mail and and doing the 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 roth ra on for 20 but it, to me it felt dis disconnected from your thesis statement kind of okay because you kind of came in with like an overarching idea of you're you're scared of growing older okay but then you're doing like old man shit uh -huh. it, so it just to me it comes across as it's not a really it's not really clear what you're saying oh, okay. if that makes sense because you have like yeah. this does does that make sense what yeah, i'm saying yeah, yeah yeah like the over the overarching thesis didn't really, to me, match with. I mean, it does like the dentist stuff mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah. But it's just it it felt muddled to me and what the point of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I I couldn't really tell if you're actually scared of growing older or what. Yeah, I guess my point was I was doing stuff and then those were like like opening the Roth IRA on four twenty. Those were moments where I was like, oh shit, like I don't want to. Those were my like realizations of me not wanting to be older anymore. Okay. That's kind of the. That's that's you. Okay. Um, I, yeah, okay. I, I, I think but that it, makes sense. Yeah. I, I would just try to it figure out a way to, to communicate that clearly. Okay. All right. Clap Maybe your hands. I'm just an idiot. I, I'm just not. Maybe you are. No, no, he's the best. Clap your hands together for Ian Langlands, everyone. Yay! That's how the joke workshop works. Um, okay, so now it's just an open mic. Everyone gets four minutes. At three minutes, you'll hear the horn. Your next comedian. Uh, I love her so much. She's so funny. Put your hands together, everybody, for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you. The trouble with me is I still have hope. And so I hang around waiting for good shit to happen. Not all the time. Come on, I'm not a monster. But sometimes, yeah, let's have something fabulous take place. That's why I like insights, because they're little trips for your brain, and they don't cost nothing. Insights give me something to live for. They're like little, um, uh, what do you call it? building blocks of knowledge and understanding that propel you forward and up, much like a good bra. Out of the depths of depression, anxiety, and, and boredom where I usually reside, depression, anxiety, and boredom, how may I direct your downward spiral? <laughs> I had an insight yesterday. I realized that I'm not, I wasn't supposed to grow up. My parents didn't teach me everything that I needed to know to become an independent adult. I don't know how to handle money or balance a checkbook. I'm lost when it comes to sex. And if it weren't for my drug addiction, I wouldn't have anything I could call my own. <laughs> so yeah, I still have hope. I hope that someday I'll have an insight that'll make a significant difference for good in the world. And then I'll write a joke about it and tell it to you fuckers. And then a world, the world will go round and round, something like that. And the, the circle of life goes round and round. That's it. All right, whatever. Uh, cauliflower is not the problem. Brussels sprouts are the problem. Yes. You don't start out as being a stingy vegetable one week and then get a nose job, and then the next thing you know, you're the hotshot staple on everybody's menu. Oh, uh, act out, right? Okay. Uh, it's so hard being everyone's favorite. What if every vegetable on the block did that? What if beets got it in their head that being blood red wasn't just enough? Oh, 
beat act out. I feel <laughs> I feel bad about myself being a beat. I want to be sexy. I want to taste like a cheeseburger. All right, that one's not going working on that one. All right, um, I used to be more in touch with my body, and not in that way. All right, whatever. <laughs> oh, and not in that way. Must everything be about sex with you people? Um, no, I mean like the the uh, awareness that you have when you have um, when you do yoga or exercise. Not that I do that. I don't. I don't know. I usually. Um, well, fuck this joke. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I still have time to. Um, I have. Um, I'll end with a public service announcement. Here are some guidelines to follow if you only f if you ever find yourself in a psych ward. Surprise! But you didn't see that coming. One, plastic bags are forbidden. So when you find one inside a puzzle that a friend brought you, hide it from the nurses. Later, when the time is right, you can trade it for a Hershey bar and some extra computer time to someone more suicidal than you. If your lunchmate stares at you across the table using his, his corn dog <laughs> to make unseemly reenactments of the Civil War, your mealtime can be shortened so that you may go file a restraining order before the 2 p.m. rush. It's good to know. And finally, don't refer to yourself as having godlike powers. It would only prolong your stay, and your cat will not appreciate it. On the other hand, if it's only the patients who believe that you are divine, you're almost assured a front row seat for movie night. Sit by me, God. Okay, that's my time. Thank you. Woo! Lauren Kraut! And you did. You were four minutes on the button. That's awesome. Yay, Lauren, yay! All right, we're moving right along, everybody. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Sam Leon. Yay! I didn't like that yay over there. That was a touch offensive, but uh, how's it going? Um, I just, uh, should I take this off? That's the only thing I'll take off this evening. Um, I just came from doing a set at my Nana's funeral. Um, I killed, uh, I left them in tears. Um, they weren't expecting me to do comedy. Uh, I did get more laughs than right now though, so Today is the day after my second favorite holiday of the year, Halloween. I dressed up as a homeless person with my son. So basically, I'm wearing the same outfit. Um, you know, my first favorite haul a day of the year is 9-11. Uh, is um, I have a big smoke out, two big smokers, invite my friends over, and uh, we have a blast. We have a blast. Yeah, um, at this point, you might be wondering what kind of fucked up childhood I had. Uh, my mom died when I was a baby, and uh, she committed suicide, so she was a quitter, and uh, she couldn't she couldn't hang. You know, well, actually, she could. That's how she killed herself. So, you know, my dad. You know, I know this because my dad. I was too young, you know, to understand what was going on, but my dad filled me in. He told me, you know, a lot of things like uh, how she killed herself and why she killed herself. Uh, he used to tell me, son, you're a disappointment. And uh, yeah, 
this is just about as depressing as her funeral. So my dad, he was, he was a fucking asshole. You know, he was hard to grow up. He was a racist. He beat women. He, uh, he had a big dick. Uh, luckily, I'm nothing like him. I, uh, I, I have a black friend. Um, I call him three-fifths because he's an alcoholic. That's what he drinks. Um, I don't beat women that don't deserve it. And uh, my, I, well, my, my dick isn't as big as my dad's was. Um, it is above average in Japan. Um, you ever watch Japanese porn? I know you have. Uh, I, you know, if they're giving us their best, then I don't know what to say about that. I don't watch Japanese porn anymore because I don't like reading the subtitles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I'm a, I like to think I'm a decent person. I love women. Um, I respect women. I recently broke up with a gal because she was too into me. And uh, I just can't respect a woman that likes me. And, uh, you know, she made eye contact during sex. It was kind of creepy. Um, you ever watch Squid Games? She locked on like that uh, red light, green light doll. Uh, I shouldn't have never started watching that show. So I had more, but do you deserve less? So that's it for me. Thanks a lot. Sam Leon, everyone. All right, moving right along. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Kavita Singh. Yay! Sarah, you're next. Oh. Hey, I don't have new jokes, so I'm just gonna go over some stuff that I've been working on. Um, I do understand that I have a stain on my sweatshirt. Gonna say that right now. Um, what is the shirt but a tablecloth for your body? Okay, guys, I am an anxious person. Um, I have an anxiety disorder for context. Um, I got a 90, uh, I took a Myers-Briggs test and it told me that I was 90% um, emotionally turbulent. All right, that wasn't a joke. That was just adding context. Um, I moved here from the West, from the East Coast uh, and it's challenging because it forces me to like face my mental illness, right? Because on the East Coast, you get depressed, you can blame it on the cold, right? I can't do that here. The weather's, the weather doesn't change. It's generally sunny. I can't pretend like I'm mentally ill for half of the year, right? Like I can't have a, have a conversation with someone and be like, I had to talk myself off of a ledge yesterday. And they're like, yeah, the sun will do that to you. Hmm. Oh, you guys are just tired. It's just, you, it's you, it's not me. Um, so uh, as an anxious person, I, I tend to hang out with people who are more like, emotionally stable um, and I think it's actually because I'm caring because when when anxious people get anxious or stressed and sad then I also get anxious and stressed and sad for them um, and so I prefer that they kind of keep their problems to themselves and call me when they need to have a good time um, and that's what it means to be an empath crowd is great <laughs> all right um, I was I was previously uh, living at home with my parents. Uh, it was super challenging. My parents moved from 
India, from a very small village in India to the States 40 years ago, and somehow they've managed to perfectly preserve their cultural values. It's like a conservative's wet dream. I'll just wait. Um, but uh, it was it was it was rough. My dad, like, he's obsessed with getting his children to settle. Um, he he arranged my brother's marriage. He's trying to do the same for my sister. I'm 25, but he told me that if I'm uh, if I'm 27 and single, he's gonna have to step in. I'm like, okay, Dad. I love how my bodily autonomy is like a deal, and you are the closer absurd i also just like i also feel like it like where are you gonna find i love how he's gonna step in like where are you gonna find these fucking guys like you're not a kardashian right you can't just go to an nba game and like have your picking i think i need a younger crowd maybe women <laughs> women okay um yeah so again i moved here a month ago and it's been super challenging um because i can't find women around here there's there's so few I don't know where the fuck they, they all left. They escaped um, the misogyny here. But um, it's it's rough. Like, I, I mostly hang out with, like, my boyfriend's friends, which, like, is fine. Like, it's nice. I just feel like it doesn't take a lot for men to connect with each other than for women. Um, like, I think women require a little bit more, which is fine, right? And it's fine that, like, men require so little. Um, but I just feel like I need more than a game of Rocket League to know if I connect with someone okay that's that's it all right i just kavita sing everyone Ooh, we got a female rock block put your hands together for your next comedian sarah rainey I can't what is up god all right i too have an anxiety disorder hence me getting up like three times thinking it was my turn um that's much heavier and looser than i thought I've related to that. Um, <laughs> a little bit about me. For those who don't know, I am single, uh, fellas. Uh, I've been single since 2009, which is the year Michael Jackson died. So it's been a while since either of us touched anybody. Yeah. Emotionally. <laughs> um, but it's hard being single because I feel like people are always giving me this misplaced advice. They're always saying things like, love comes when you stop looking for it. What? Love is the only thing that people will tell you not to look for and still expect you to find. Like, I can't do that with my unemployed friend. I can't be like, let me tell you how I found my job. You know? I had completely given up on interviewing, <laughs> deleted all of my resumes. I was just sitting at home on my couch in my underwear, eating room temperature rice directly out of the pot with my hands, spreading butter on it like it was French bread. And that's when it happened. <laughs> The phone rang. The recruiter had dialed the wrong number, and the rest is history. I've been on their health insurance ever since. You just got to stop trying so hard, you know? <laughs> but the thing is, I don't mind being single. Like, I am good with it. I just feel like I'm not enjoying any of the perks. Like, I'm not really into casual sex, you know? Um, the way I see it, any guy will come on my chest. I'm looking for a guy who will come in my heart, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I think like, it, you know, and don't get me wrong, I still catch a few dicks a year just to make sure she doesn't like close up shop. <laughs> but I feel like, <laughs> 
I have so little sex that I've never had an abortion. And I feel all this pressure to do it while I still can. You know, it's like my biological and political clock is ticking. <laughs> all right, that's a fucking great joke. <laughs> Light, lighten up, everybody. Uh, I didn't have one. Uh, but I do masturbate because I'm a feminist. Um, <laughs> cool, you guys understand feminism. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my taste in vibrators are not that different than my taste in men. I like them cheap, aggressive, and lasting no more than three months, which adds up to a loud fucking vibrator. <laughs> and since the walls in my apartment are much like the 90s beauty standard, just uncomfortably thin, uh, I to keep my neighbor from hearing me through the walls, I use a pillow to muffle the sound. It's a good idea. Uh, but here's the thing, uh, the pillow I've been using is my Nicolas Cage pillow. You know, why do I have a Nicolas Cage pillow? Unimportant. What is important is it has his face on both sides. <laughs> so while he's buried in my national treasure, he is still maintaining eye contact. <laughs> Just the perfect man. Uh, here's the thing though, and when you have an orgasm, you release oxytocin, which is the love hormone, and you start to develop feelings for the thing that made you come. <laughs> And I have been looking into Nicolas Cage's eyes for years. <laughs> so I just want to leave you with this. Uh, love doesn't come when you stop looking for it. Love comes when you do. Thanks so much. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sarah Rainey. Now, did, is your hair like that? Were you dressed up as Cruella DeVille? No. You just did that anyway. Oh, that nothing. Oh, OK. Had, had nothing to do with Halloween whatsoever. Just looking cool. Uh, your next comedian, love it when he's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. Yay! Hello, children of Earth. How are we doing tonight? Great. Yeah, great. What did you do this? What did you do this weekend? Did you go Halloween? Did you, did you go trick or treating? Really? Did you? I did too. Although it's more tricking than treating. See, there are no gay people in this room, right? Is that is that the thing? Do you know what a trick is? Oh, did I? Oh, no, I'm not assuming it. I can see what you people look like. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? You, you, can't, you, you don't think we can tell straight people? I mean, because, you know, like somehow when straight people knew I was like five years old, they picked me out. I don't know how they knew that. It's not like I was sucking dick then. <laughs> that would come much later, you know? I mean, how did they know? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's been a very busy weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I had so much fun. Uh, oh, it made me think about like how much dick I've been sucking this weekend. And then it made me think, how many miles of dick have I sucked? Do you, you don't even... See, these are things that you, you just don't think about when you're straight, I guess. I mean, ladies, how many... I mean, do you, have you sucked a lot of cock? I mean, obviously, but m maybe not obviously. Guess. You guess. You can't quantify it. I oh, see. What? What? Why are people ashamed of being a cocksucker? What's up with that? You know, everyone's like, "Oh, you fucking cocksuckers!" Like, you guys love us, man. I don't know a single straight guy that would be with with his eyes closed that would say, "Oh, please stop sucking my dick." Would you? Would do? Would you care? Yeah, you. Would you care? Yeah. If your eyes were closed and it felt good, would you give a shit? Would you care? No, no, no. If somebody did, if your eyes were closed, 
No, you don't know who it is. I'm not even saying you know who it is. If anyone. Like, if you're, you have your eyes closed, somebody's going down. There are whole porn sites based on this, haven't you? You don't watch porn either? Oh, my God. Are you a guy, really? Wow. I thought everybody watched porn. He's just not, he's just not talking about it. You know, it, you know it's a... Well, it's kind of true. I mean, okay. Not, not me. Okay, okay. It's good to know. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was a very exciting weekend. Um, it made me think about, like, God, what would it be like if we had a Dick Olympics? Do you know, like, you know, cocksucking Olympics or Dick Olympics? You guys aren't into this, are you? So very sad. I mean, I had this whole weekend of cocksucking, you know, it's like, God damn. Oh, well, you know, it's not easy being this fantastic queer. Thank you, dear. Ah, well, I'll just leave you with a little song that I wrote. It reminds me of the time when I was 16, when I was a little boy and I would dream of the boys camp that could have been. Oh my gosh, we'd play with balls all day long and uh, go to the showers and take a really long time because we're fastidious that way. And we'd go to the mess hall of Camp Put It In Me in Lake Put It In Me, Wisconsin. And it goes a little something like this. Oh, I love you, put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me. Put it in me all the way on your shores. Put it in me, I am yours. Put it in me, put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Brady Pearson, everyone! Hooray! Every day, every all day. the gay. Woo! Uh, your next comedian, very funny young man. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Sam Carroll. Yay! <laughs> Brady, I just want to, we're not doing joke workshop anymore, but I have a question. Did you say fastidious? Did you say, did you say, okay. I take cash app. Yeah. Hey, do you guys know that rumor that uh, Marilyn Matson cut his rib out of his body so he could, so he could suck his own penis? You guys know this rumor? It's ridiculous, right? What a, what a loon. What an, what an absolute nut job to cut your rib out of your body so you could suck your own penis. I mean, how, insa how insane is that? Why not just enlarge your penis? I put, I put this paper bag over my gluten-free beer because I don't want to be the first person to get an open container for a gluten-free beer. Be very embarrassing. Just walking on the street the other day, I saw some littered Plan B. You ever see littered Plan B? That well, that's a trip, you know, because who's eating Plan B on the move? Who the hell's doing that? How out of control is your life? You probably don't even have to eat Plan B anymore if if you're at the point where you're walking and eating it and then dumping the contents on the ground. I mean, it's pretty poetic when you think about it. You know, first the kid, then the packaging. It's a lot of packaging. It's it's entirely too much packaging for just one one small pill. That's all they give you, one little pill, 
all this packaging. But when you consider the carbon offset of killing the kid, you can, you can do whatever you want with that packaging. You can blend it up, throw it right in the ocean. Doesn't matter. It's eco-friendly. You guys, uh, you guys remember the jets? Did you guys hear the jets fly over like a few weeks ago? Fleet week? You guys like fleet week? You know how I know it's fleet week? Because you can hear the <laughs> of the Navy doing coke in the bathroom. They really do that. I like fleet week. I'm not, I'm not a big coke guy though. I uh, prefer uh, microdosing crack. That's what I like to do. It's a little tamer. I do it for creativity. Taking a shit. How are you guys doing? Never mind. Sometimes I like to leave my baby in the car and tape a sign to the window that says nothing valuable inside. I was talking to this father whose kid got ran over by a car right in front of his house. And right after the incident, the city came and installed speed bumps on his street. And he was telling me, not only do I have a dead kid, but I got speed bumps on my street. So now every time I'm on my way home from work, ba-bump, I'm reminded, ba-bump, that I wasn't even going that fast when I hit him. Damn liberal government and their overspending. It's a, it's a political joke, I think. I'm, I'm a pretty good person. Every Sunday, I go around the neighborhood, take the parking tickets off people's cars. Thanks, Kavita. Perfect, perfect. You know, I like to, uh, I like to blend in everywhere I go. I take a coffee mug with me, walk around with a coffee mug. People see my coffee mug and they're like, that guy lives around here. Look at his coffee mug. Probably made some coffee in his house. Probably walking around the streets. Probably in my tax bracket. I don't have to worry about that guy. Not going to take my Amazon packages. Yes, I will. I got so many K-cups. No K-cup machine. Just been pouring hot water in them. Taking them like shots. You know, K-cup K -cup machines are automating baristas. It's happening. Robots are everywhere. You can't get away from robots. You know, uh, you know, you could, you, people don't even get a massage anymore. You know, they have these, they have electric, they have massaging robots, you know. And I, I should know about this. I was in the business. I was a masseuse for a little bit. And then, a, you know, massaging robot took my job and then I had sex with my wife. My wife has a body like an hourglass. She has big feet and a big head. And a thin vagina with sand in it. All right. Have a good night. Sam Carroll, everyone. Yay. Uh, Riley's not here, but the next comedian is. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Um, uh, I'm from Texas, and lately when I tell people that, uh, they've been saying, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's not cancer. Like, I don't know why. It's a little insulting that you would say that. Um, uh, but it, I do, like, have to confront the fact that, like, ha half of my family is just, like, crazy right-wing people. Like, just kind of insane. It's just the point I don't really talk to them. And I've been thinking, like, how do you, how do you like, swing them over, you know? How do you, like, co convince them? And I think you have to frame, like, our arguments, like, you know, open-minded arguments, but in like right-wing talking points, you know, like be like, Hey, uncle Dan, uh, fetuses are just immigrants from the future. Come to take your jobs, man. That is, you gotta get rid of them bitches. Um, uh, gotta put a little curl on it, you know? 
be like, uh, <laughs> COVID, uh, is an illegal alien trying to get in your body, you know? You got to put a wall up, you know? Try the vaccine out. Anyway, all right. That's pretty much all the new shit. Let's... <laughs> um, oh, here's something I've been thinking about lately because I got in an argument with somebody. It was a very dumb argument because, well, the conversation was about aliens and whether aliens are real. And I don't really know. I don't know or really have that much invested in it. But I just got offended because he's like, why would aliens want to come to the Florida of the universe? I was like, <laughs> like we're the Florida of the universe, which I mean, maybe that's exactly why they're coming. You know, like, have you considered these aren't smart aliens? You know, like maybe they're just bro aliens and they're just like, it would really I mean, the anal stuff would make a lot more sense. I'm just saying, like, it's a lot. It's a lot of anal probes, really. Like, can, how much information can you get from the butt is my question. Like, not. Not, uh, not, is that just the future of technology? Is like we find everything out through your butt? Is that, I don't understand why everybody's explanation of their encounter with an aliens involves an anal probe. I think maybe it should, no, you know what, never mind. I'm not going to go into my theories uh, about Southern masculinity and trying to uh, cover up your uh, secret homosexuality. All right, that's, <laughs> I feel like that's probably what it is, you know? Um, I, uh, I had a friend stay with me during some of the pandemic because. Uh, he and his girlfriend broke up and, uh, she, they used to live together. So he had to stay with me for about a month and she did this kind of romantic thing to win him back in which she, uh, uh, scaled a four floor fire escape and <laughs> threatened to break through the window to get him. And I, I found out about it because, uh, she got the wrong window. She got my window. <laughs> so that was a fucked up way to wake up. <laughs> and I actually sat down with him afterwards and I was like, Hey man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk to you about this. I'm like, does she have like a friend or like, I am so desperate right now. I have nobody's doing anything for me. And honestly, it sounds a little romantic. Um, I might've been abused as a child. Anyway, uh, what the fuck am I talking about? Um, I will finish on, I hate that fucking phrase. Um, oh yeah. I, uh, I, am single because I'm awkward, generally speaking, when it comes to interacting with, I think, strange women that I don't know. And uh, if, for instance, uh, this beautiful woman walked out to me, just random, out of nowhere, uh, at a bar, and she's like, you have a really sexy beard. And I said, ah, you too. Um, <laughs> nope. Uh, and then she walked away, which is definitely more insulting because it turns out that she was a sex worker. So I got rejected by someone I could have, she just like didn't even want to hear. There's no amount of money that would make up for how bad I fucked up that statement, I guess. All right. Feels like the set. There's no amount of money that will make up for that last statement. Have a good night, everyone. Yay, Kelly Evans. All right, your next comedian. No, that was lovely. I love Kelly Evans. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian. He's pretty new to the room. It's Seamus Donahoe. Yay. Thank you. Give it up for your host and everybody that's gone already. So yeah, as uh, aforementioned, I'm pretty new to comedy. Uh, the thing I love about comedy is it's pretty much the only place besides therapy where I'm allowed to say whatever the fuck I want. Uh, and some of these jokes are some of the like, worst shit I've thought of, but like I'm having a lot of fun, so here goes. Um, one thing that got me through the pandemic uh, was uh, doing a deep YouTube dive of the O.J. Simpson case, and I think I've solved it. Um, I don't think that OJ did it. I think that he's innocent. I think that there's a secret culprit the whole time that no one's thought about. And that culprit being Caitlyn Jenner. 
Now think of it. Um, the cops show up to her house and say, Bruce Jenner, you know, knocking on the door, get outside. You know, you're, you're, uh, we found evidence and, uh, you're guilty. And he says, Bruce Jenner, that's funny. Bruce Jenner doesn't exist. Um, something else I've been thinking about is, uh, being a white person. Um, I, I try to defend people of my own kind and say, oh, they don't mean it or whatever. But the one type of white person that I dislike the most are the ones that tell Hispanic people to go back where they come from. Like, get out of here. Go go back to you come from. Fuck you. Like, I'm not a big fan of insulting people, but if you're going to insult people, at least be correct. So you should say something along the lines of like, why don't you go to the check cash place and send money home? Like, that makes more sense. Um, you know, like, I'm just, I'm just kind of tired of people pushing their weight around. Now, this is probably the most risky joke I've thought of, uh, and I don't even know if it's necessarily funny, but like, I have to tell it because uh, it was, <laughs> I just think it's awesome. So <laughs> anyways, um, uh to me, Kamala Harris is the Tiffany Haddish of politics. Like, she goes like, who's ready? Who's ready? We ready, right? You know who's fucking ready is all those African-American males that are stuck in fucking San Quentin right now. Pretty sure they're ready for some change as well. Now, granted, I think that um, everything in life is uh, up for interpretation, right? And I think that, like, depending on who you are and what you feel, like, shit doesn't matter, right? Like, uh, personally, for me, I'm Irish Catholic, right? Um... And growing up, uh, my parents made religion paramount to what we learned and, and who we were or whatever, right? So um, one thing that I always found interesting is that we were always the first in line to church, like, you know, just in case, you know, the priest needed a sub or something like that. And also for some reason, you know, like I'd come home from football practice or whatever, and there'd be a pastor at our dinner table, you know, and it was, and my parents were always like, oh, you know, Father O'Malley's here, son. Why don't you enjoy dinner? I said, yeah, sure. Let me just put my bag down and clear my internet history real quick. Um, so, <laughs> something else uh, that I've been thinking about um, is, uh, is, is the fact that I used, to, I used to take stock in the fact that I'm a college dropout. You know, and um, I always find it really interesting and really depressing, actually, when I try to do things like uh, you guys ever do like LinkedIn or Indeed.com, stuff like that. Like if you're looking whatever, I just find it interesting that most of like most of the people I know, like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, Sam, you know, Bill, you know, whatever. Like uh, most of the people I know were all the guys that used to cheat on me in like remedial math class. But now they're all accountants. So clearly, you know, like there's something I've done wrong. Um, anyways, yeah, that, all that shit was my riskiest shit and I had a lot of fun doing it. So thank you for your time. Yay! Seamus Donahoe, hooray! Uh, your next comedian hosted the shit out of the punchline last night. I had a really good time and I was laughing so hard during your set at the beginning because I watched your glasses get fogged up and I said to Deb Marr, I was like, look, he can't see a goddamn thing. And then you start talking about it. I laughed and laughed. And your tummy is so cute. Uh, put your hands together. <laughs> he... He was naked practically on stage the whole night. What you have together for Ian Levy? Yay! Hey, oh, oh, hello. Yeah, that's me with a cute tummy. Um, I don't want to brag, uh, but I will say I recently uh, finished a bag, uh, a family-sized bag of potato chips by myself. So uh, you know, I'm feeling I didn't even need a family to do it. Okay, okay, there we go. We're having fun. Okay. I'm very lonely. Okay. Uh, okay. No, there we go. Uh, I saw something uh, kind of. I, I saw something kind of amazing the other day. Uh, I was in a cafe, and uh, this this guy came in, and you could tell he was kind of a lonely guy. By the way, he was he was trying to talk to everyone in there. He was trying to connect with them, 
Uh, and he was going for like throwing out. You could tell he was using up his his A material, his golden. He was telling people how he used to make acid for the Grateful Dead, and you know, and no one cared. We were all like, yeah, yeah, fine, that's fine. Uh, but he finally he got up to the 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 front counter and he ordered a hot chocolate, and then the barista said, uh, "Would you like anything else?" And he said, "Yeah, I'd like uh, world peace." And it's kind of it's kind of a lame joke, but I don't know if it was just because he was desperate to like connect with people or something. But it, it kind of it, it hit like everyone. The baristas were laughing, and then like 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 I you know the customers were laughing, and he could tell he was like he was excited that he finally connected with someone. Uh, and then the barista was like, uh, "Do you have a name for that?" And he was like, uh, "Yeah, people tend to just call me a rebel." And he got another laugh, another again. He was he's, this guy's crushing it. He's, he's destroying in this cafe completely. And and you could tell he he kind of became like it, it kind of came over him of he was suddenly like transformed he wasn't just some some weird shy guy trying to connect he was like a like a 1950s like you know working at the Coca Cabana you know like he was really into it he was really hamming it up now you know his, his comedy dreams were coming true and and he this I think is where the turning point happened was uh, the barista was like okay okay would you actually like anything else and he said uh, yeah do you have a, a small child. <laughs> And uh, the mood of the room changed. Uh, it was just everyone was like, "Whoa!" You know, and he li- and, and you could tell he was like, "Ah, oh, we got to," you know, like Icarus. You know, you could just see his deflated ego. And then he left without even getting his hot chocolate. So that was, uh, I I don't know. It was just interesting to see. I don't really have any. It doesn't really wrap up. But that's just a real thing I witnessed happen yesterday. <laughs> oh dear me. Um. I had is this is this rude? I don't know. Uh, I occasionally in my life I've been um, if you're on like a date and it's going well or something, and then you get in the back of an Uber and you start going home, and uh, the other person wants to like cuddle a little bit, like they'll you know like not, nothing. We're not doing any hanky panky or anything. They they literally just want to like lean up against you. I still always put my seatbelt on, and I don't know if that is because there it is a little bit awkward because they're kind of like. Because the other day I had a girl and she was like leaning up against my chest with no seatbelt on, and I still had to kind of like go like, you know, like like click it in, because I'm not gonna die. Like it's nice you want to cuddle, but is that selfish or I don't know. I I don't know if that, it was just a okay. Maybe that's just me. Is am I the only one who's ever experienced this? Is that it, would you if you're cuddling with someone in the back of a car, do you put your seatbelt on? You you would yeah okay. Cause I don't, you know, I get, you know, like I'll, 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 I don't want her to die, obviously, and it's not, you know, I'll hold her extra tight or whatever, but uh, I want to live, so I'd rather if my choice is living or cuddling, I choose life. Um. Yep. Okay. I think that's all I had for today. Oh okay, yeah. There we go. Clap your hands together for Ian. Yay! That was fun. A uh, couple comics left, everybody. Mike Bonds. Oh, geez. Well, happy uh, post-Halloween, everyone. Did you guys have a fun Halloween? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. I actually sat home and uh, watched another Halloween movie yesterday, right? Like, the world needed one of those motherfuckers, right? Another Halloween? This motherfucker, Mike Myers, he never dies. Like, I thought he died when I was, like, 10 years old or something, you know? You know? And it's like every year, everybody always wants to be Mike Myers for Halloween. That's, like, so cliche, you know? I think next year I'm just going to have a full Mike Myers party. Just everybody come dressed as Mike Myers. Everybody. Let's just do that. 
Uh, yeah. So uh, I uh, helped uh, with my going through my son's candy. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. And uh, yeah, everybody was talking about people slipping, uh, you know, edibles into kids' candies. You know, and I think that's the funniest thing because, you know, if I found an edible in my son's candy, we'd probably eat it together and laugh about it later on, you know? I think it's okay. You know, are you looking, you're a doctor or something like that? Are you looking at me? You're not laughing. He's like, I don't find that funny. Now you're laughing. Okay. Good. All right. So, uh, yeah, um, working on some new jokes here. So work with me, all right? All right, good. Do you have any white privilege, sir? <laughs> you look like you got a bunch of it. I'm just asking, you know. Because I went looking for something the other day and I couldn't find it. They tried to sell me black privilege, but, you know, unfortunately. But anyway, it's a new joke I'm working on. Um, are you a sriracha sauce person over here, man? You like sriracha sauce? Yeah? You're pretty plain? Okay. All right. So mayonnaise, that's it. Okay, you should put some sriracha sauce in it next time. So I'm just saying. Um, I, got a, uh, I got a friend who loves sriracha sauce, man. He's got this serious addiction to sriracha sauce, you know? He's got, like, the whole sriracha thing going on, sriracha T-shirts. He walks along with one of those little sriracha bottles. You know, you ever seen anybody with those things, man? Just weird, right? Just weird. So the other day, he invited me to uh, the sriracha sauce convention in San Diego, you know. I'm like, geez, I didn't even know one of those things existed, man, you know. I want to just go to one just to see what they're doing up in there, you know, just to see how they sriracha living up in there. You know, my buddy, he just uh, he leaves sriracha sauce bottles all around the house and everything. It's weird, you know. The other day he left one in the bathroom, so which leads me to believe it's okay to jack off with sriracha sauce. You know, no, but going back to the sriracha sauce convention, man, I really do want to go to one of those. Would you like to go to a sriracha sauce convention? I don't know, man. It just I put that on my bucket list. He's like, nope, not that into it. I'm definitely gonna be high off something when I get there. You know, shrooms. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure they have some kind of new sriracha thing that you get high off of that too. Who knows, right? Jeez. Um, so did you guys have a fun Halloween? Did you guys did you guys all dress up for Halloween? You know? Yeah? No? You know, did you dress? Oh, yeah, Ian, I heard you got naked on stage. So, yeah, all right. Yeah, so, right? Yeah. It's good for you, Ian. Good for your uh, character, man. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's been my time here. I'm just working out some new jokes. Thank you. He wants to get back to his game, too. Uh, okay, so I have like, he just brought up something and there was, I wasn't going to do jokes, but I'm going to do like one, I'm going to do like one joke just because he was talking about the, hold on. So I wasn't going to go up and say anything, but I did actually hallucinate off of, I've eaten things that are so spicy that I've hallucinated. I've been in that bathroom uh, I, I I eat habaneros. Sometimes I'll even eat habaneros straight. I'm like a cutter with spice. I'm just like, I fucking get it. And I'd never felt more alive. Like, actually, my my tether on reality is very tenuous. And I have a difficult time. But I was in there. And I was like hallucinating and sweating. And my asshole was just like, it was like liquid lava Pepsi. And I was like, I felt so fucking alive. I was like... <gasps> I'm alive, and it was great. It was a beautiful moment. <laughs> just, but it was because of the spice. Um, I hadn't even taken any shrooms. Have you ever done that when you forget that you've taken the drugs? Does that ever happen to you? That doesn't happen to you. Uh, what about if you're blackout drunk? This is I've done this before here. Blackout Pam, 
is usually very nice to Pam. Like um, if I wake up in the morning on my rug and I have my jeans on, that means that those jeans can act as a sponge because <laughs> drunk Pam's like, don't pee in your bed, drunk Pam. Uh, but, uh, but drunk Pam once gave s- sober Pam acid. I didn't even know, and I was here. And um, Zach Wiseman said, said something like, yeah, you want to take some acid? And I was like, yeah, I do. And then he said, oh, you should take two hits. And I was like, and I don't remember this. This is what they told me. And I was like, no, that's crazy. I'll just take one. And so he was like, oh, she's lucid. She's together. I can give her acid. And then like, I woke up here out of a blackout. <laughs> And I was these spinning lights, and my whole was like, I was like, what? Who did this to me? Who did this to me? And then I found out later it was me. <laughs> I did this to me. <laughs> but Blackout Pam likes to party with hallucinogens, or I guess hot peppers. Okay. Um, thanks for listening to my dumb jokes. Have a good night. Yay! Seven and nine o'clock, featuring Scott Capuro, headliner, amazing comedian. Also, Andy Iwancio out of Seattle here for the sixth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. All tickets are $10, except the headlining show, which are 20. You can find all of the shows on Mutiny Radio's Eventbrite. Reserve them now. And don't miss out. 2021, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro. A sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink. So you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty Duels, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom leather bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sanjurorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Mutiny Radio. Why not make a donation? Mutiny Radio. Dot
MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Hit the donate button Stream them live Download a podcast Have some fun! joke workshop there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it Daryl are you serious I can get people to listen to my jokes and they'll even say nice things dude before they tell you how to get improvements no way what is this dang nabbit thing called it's joke workshop joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> That song is called Acid and Fapping. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs>
I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior and I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good to see you. I'll tell you. And I see Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best. Cool. 